0: So remember a few weeks ago when we said how much of a better day of games could you really have in terms of college football? I yeah. think we might have at least had one of the best slots of games in the same time slot in, in quite a while because you're talking about all the primetime games seemingly were closed, came down the wire, or had upset implications. I don't think we've ever seen that many games that are, are all good in the same time slot, at least not any time recently that I can recall.
1: Yeah, there were there were a ton of games that were really good. Um, Even Irish... games that
0: we're not going to harp on for too long. But, mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, you and I were, were sitting there uh, after one of the games that we'll talk about here in a moment ended, and we're like, you know, it was a game on ESPN2. And a team was down twenty-four-seven and came back to force overtime. We're like, oh my god. 24
1: to 3. Yeah. It was. So yeah. I mean, it's just uh just a saying, but let's uh not waste any more time, shall we? No. Let's get into this. Here we go. Snap to Daniels. Spread out. Throw
2: to the right. Caught! Right corner of the end! Oh! mason taylor tigers win tigers win hey now 32 31 and the fans storm the field wow brian
1: kelly says we're gonna win this one and he does 32 31 alabama goes down well, if you heard it and you watched last night. You know what happened, and we're yeah. going to get into that game a little bit later. It's part of our slides. We're doing something mm-hmm. new this week, so I'm really hoping everybody who new watches, who enjoys is. these, uh, very new, because new. I, there was a lot of work put into this actually between the between setting it up and, and getting it ready to go. Yeah, just uh, appreciate your help by the way, BJ. Uh, no this problem. This was a uh, not a one person thing, and me and BJ have spent probably last week, getting this just set up so we can use it and now transfer it every week. So it's going to be really cool to to see how it progresses. Yeah, But here it is, our new scoreboard. Who's this? (laughs) Um, Now, this is only for loudmouth CFB uh, because we wanted to try to find a way to shorten the time, but not shorten the time, but keep extend our time on the bigger games and not spend so much time on games like UT Martin in Tennessee or Michigan at UConn. We didn't want to spend time on those anymore. We wanted to kind of put the most of our time yeah, into the big games of the week. Teams. So here we are, and that's what we've done. With that, here we go. Georgia at home in Athens gets the win 27-13, but, man, it was much worse than that. It was actually 27-3, to I believe, at one point in this game. It was. Um, Georgia absolutely took it to Tennessee. They came out. They came out disrespected. In my mind, I mean, that, that's what I think here. They came out feeling disrespected, and Tennessee came out like they were they were the best thing since sliced bread, and it it turned around big time. Um, and you just can't lose like that, especially when you want to be a one loss team that gets a chance at the playoff. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, I don't know that Tennessee gets into the playoff now with this. And we'll talk about that more at more so on Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe after the playoff rankings. See where they set up for. Because I know we're going to talk about another game here in a minute, too, that's going to kind of Im- implicate some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee it, just was not in this game from the beginning. They they could not find a way to move the ball. They got, the, they got a fumble uh, recovery on the first possession. They punched the ball out, took it down, got a field goal. Did not score again until the fourth quarter. They got dominated on both sides of the ball. Stetson Bennett came out and played amazing. Kenny McIntosh, I see 10 carries for 52 yards. I don't know how that's all he had. It seemed like every time I saw him carry the ball, because I had three games on at once, I was kind of back and forth. Every time I saw him get the ball, it seemed like he took off for five, ten yards at a time. I, I was, was shocked to see only 52 yards on that stat line. Vlad McConkie, I mean, you know what you're going to get with him. Him and, him and Brock Bowers. And actually, Tennessee did a really good job of kind of keeping Brock Bowers at bay in this game. But Ladd McCarkey stepped up, and that's something that you wanted to see from this Georgia team. Could they get somebody else when you know your top guy is going to get shut down? That's what they did. They found, again, McConkie was was really good in this game. There were a couple other guys that stepped up big. On the Tennessee side, Hendon Hooker, the stat line's not bad, truth be told. I mean, the one interception, 195 yards, 23 of 33, he just was missing some of the throws that he needed to make to really get them some momentum. That's what hurts, um, and Jalen Hyatt went down at one point in this game. I don't know if he ever returned. To Truth be told, it, it got 27-3, to 3 and it, the fourth quarter started, and I, I went over to another game that was it was much closer. So, I, I don't know that Jalen Hyatt ever returned to this game, um, but Cedric Tillman and his return, seven catches for 68 yards, played really well. Just a 20-game pass touchdown streak for Brandon Hooker has been s- snapped in just one game. It's kind of a just a an off game, but it was a time where you really didn't need an off game for Tennessee.
0: So Hyatt did return. I was watching near the end because mm-hmm. I had.
1: Uh, I was going to
2: say I thought he did.
0: He he was he made a catch on a fourth down conversion that then set up Wright's touchdown run, made it first and goal. Um, I had I had just gotten home. Uh, you know, funny funny story that I'm not going to tell during the uh, the episode about um, the timing on this, but. I got home and, and saw that uh, saw I was still going and uh, I turned it on and watched the last little bit of it. Um, so I do know that he was able to return. So I don't think there's anything too severe for Vols fans to worry about. It's going to be interesting to see because now, you know, and, and obviously we'll talk more about this on Tuesday, but you've got two teams right now that seem to be, in my opinion, right on that outside edge of the top four. And they have one thing in common. They are one loss team with the same loss. Right now, even though it is, you know, a little bit more deceiving, if you will, this is not looking as bad for Tennessee as a different team, like Oregon, for instance, because they were able to, you know yes they were dominated yes this game was really not as close as score indicates you know it was 21-3 mm-hmm. at one point and then it was 27-6 in the third quarter um and for a good majority of the second half Tennessee you know they they withstood a lot and and actually were you know fighting and competitive their defense was able to to force some stops on Georgia's rushing game and and yeah i get it they were just trying to run out the clock and and you know not Really, you know, risk any injuries or, or running up the score even. Um, but you you can't if you're looking at this, you know, as a committee member or something. Would you not agree that Tennessee is at least a little bit more impressive in their game against Georgia, especially on the road in Sanford, as opposed to a, I know neutral in air quotes site, because it was in Atlanta. But still, I mean, playing between the hedges. There was a, a Tennessee radio announcer last week that said that that's not intimidating, yet it seemed to be intimidating on Saturday, and Georgia fed off of that, fed off the hate, and was able to, to dominate this game.
1: Tennessee is not more impressive, and here's why. Yes, they went to Athens instead of Atlanta. I don't care if it was still a home field advantage one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But here's why it was more impressive. This is midseason Tennessee. This is a Tennessee team who has scored 40 plus points per game all year long. This is a team who everybody expected to put up at least 20 points in this game, if not probably around 30 points in this game to be honest. And they didn't. They didn't even show up for this game. If if you're asking me, they they played terribly. They got gifted a fourth down attempt at their one yard line off of a bullshit call that should have been a safety, might we add. It should be yeah. that score should be a lot different and it Mm -hmm. probably would have been worse if that safety was actually called at at an early point in this game. They were not in this game from the beginning. Truth be told, they weren't. They stopped Georgia a little more, but they were not in this game. What stopped Georgia was actually the weather, in my opinion, is what Mm -hmm. stopped them. And now we're going to talk about other games that were impacted by weather, so I don't really want to get into this discussion right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The reason the Oregon loss and the Tennessee loss – are both very similar for me. This is midseason, Tennessee. This is, again, a team that scored 40-plus points per game, almost 45 points per game, if I'm not mistaken. The Tennessee offense has been humming all year. They've, yeah, they've had nine, eight games to get ready for this one, and they've had eight games where they have dominated every defense they face. faced. Oregon was settling in a new coach and a new offensive coordinator along with a new quarterback to learn that system. In week one, yeah. In, in week, week one. Mm-hmm. I don't see either loss being one way or the other. I actually think this loss is actually is worse because this is not bad. This is this is the same coach, same quarterback, and week mm-hmm. nine of the season. Um, and and week it's, a, 10, very as a, fact. it's um, a very fair point. It's a very fair point. And week one, it was Dan Lanning's first game as a head coach, going in playing the defending champs with a new quarterback and a new coordinator, and an offense that nobody was really familiar with. So no, and Georgia got momentum and pulled away they were in a dome. I just, I don't, I don't see it more impressive. I, I think that this loss is actually looks worse for Tennessee than it does for Oregon to me.
0: That's it's a very And I'm uh, talking sure. about our
1: top 25 on Tuesday, but that that's why Oregon's ahead of Tennessee on my top 25 is because of the timing of the loss and and the way it looks.
0: I understand. I completely, understand. I have
1: Oregon ahead of
2: Tennessee as well. And totally fair. Same, same kind of thought process. Like, New coach, new era for Oregon versus already been established in Tennessee. And, like, yes, this, especially the second half, this is probably the most impressive the Tennessee defense has looked all year. Because, like, it wasn't just Georgia letting letting their foot off the gas. Like, Tennessee's defense really stepped up in the second half of this game. Absolutely. I, I got to give them credits. I got to give them credit for that. However, we've it's it's hard to say that that's going to consistently be there as well. Whereas Oregon's defense, since they played Georgia, has wow. Well,
0: let's let's also consider this because you know, and and I know we'll have more topics and conversation about this come Tuesday. Mm -hmm. but when you look at Tennessee, they've got a win over an Alabama team. They've got a win over an LSU team. Those two wins still look really good. Meanwhile, Oregon, their best win right now is at home over UCLA, and they did dominate in that game, and I'm not taking anything away from them right now. But if you look at that, if you look at those two wins versus what Oregon has done to this point, and they'll still get Utah, Utah is is, you know, not as high ranked right now, but still a, a very good team. Would you not think that Tennessee's resume, if you're looking just solely based on resume still, that Tennessee would go ahead of Oregon in that in that comparison? So, I can understand your argument. I'm just trying to look at it like a committee member would. We evaluate okay. the whole body of work at this point.
1: So, so Tennessee does have more impressive wins in, in in scenarios such as beating Bama and and mm-hmm. beating LSU at in Baton Rouge, which proved mm-hmm. to be very difficult. Yes. Yesterday, we, we yes. saw. Um, I guess
0: the key is to if you're wanting to play at LSU, got to hope for it to be an 11 a.m. game.
1: Yeah, uh, that's the well, way to beat them. And so, with all that, along with you know, we're, Oregon has some impressive wins. Though let's not let's not get this twisted. I mean they've got really, really solid mm-hmm. wins and I need I'm trying to pull them up right now so I can make so sure I am correctly the, quoting. But they have they BYU, have UCLA, UCLA and BYU, yeah. which were dominating wins. I mean they didn't even they weren't even close games, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but the, the issue for them is is going to be the fact that they were kinda is this they don't have a really tough schedule. They're they're going to have to mm-hmm. win games against both Utah and Oregon State at the end of the year, and Washington, who's likely to maybe find themselves in a the top 25 um, after their, their performance last week.
0: Very possible. I,
1: I, if, if Oregon wins out, I don't think they're more impressive. But again, when you come down to that, you get to, okay, lost to the same opponent, which one's worse? Yeah. And which one and do then, you get more forgiveness to? And that's and, and it's and subjective, again, too. Uh, yes, but I think you can give more forgiveness to the week one loss with all the new. I'm not excusing the week one loss and Absolutely. how it happened. No, yeah, but I'm also not going to excuse this loss either because Tennessee, they are they make their money throwing the football, and I know the weather sucked, but they have really good running backs. They have right. Um, I don't understand why they didn't they try still to get the ball more. They could have ran the ball a little better, um, and they didn't. And again, this is week nine or week ten. Ninth game of the season. This is not week one when you're when you're settling in new things. Again, no excuse for either loss. Both losses were pretty pretty embarrassing in my mind because you you know yeah. this is the number one team in the country in everybody's mind. The playoff committee reached to put them at number one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then and then they come out and lay an egg. Whereas mm-hmm. Oregon came into the season, I think number eight.
0: No, they were, they were eleven. They were not in the top okay. ten.
1: Okay, my my mistake. But they came into the okay. season just outside the top ten. Got blown out with all these new things happening. And ever since then, I've scored 40-plus in every game. All nine games since.
0: hmm
1: uh, I don't... Mm-hmm. It, while Bo Nix also has 20 passing touchdowns to just three interceptions in that time frame. Not to count all the rushing touchdowns he's had, because he's probably coming close to equaling that. I'm sure he's in the 30s in touchdowns with passing and rushing. And he actually had a receiving touchdown as well. Um, I mean, th- this is a... I think the Oregon loss is more forgivable than the Tennessee loss. The thing is, it's going to have to come down to which loss is better and, and who's got the more impressive resume. And for that, you may be right. Tennessee will probably get that one spot, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that they deserve deserving of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And, And, and that's, you know, and there's a lot of different ways that we can discuss and talk. And that's what makes this so much fun every year is that, you know, we, we all see the games, but how we interpret them is always different. And, you know, I in terms of not trying to, you know, disagree with you guys, because I think you've got a valid argument. And I do think that the Oregon game is, is more forgivable for the Ducks than, than this one right now. But, it, you know, it, it looking at everything else that you've got, it just see, it strikes me that, you know, in, in if they reached to put Tennessee at one last week, you know, going into this game, they're going to reach to keep them. Yeah. You know, in in, in the, striking range.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and well, while we're while we're on that su- subject, why don't we go ahead and get into why and part of the reason that Tennessee is going to stay up there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's this game right here, LSU all time classic in this rivalry, might I say, fantastic yes. game. But then Just also case. followed up with a two point conversion in overtime, number one, the balls that Brian Kelly had to make this make this play call here, which I don't think it's a ballsy call. I mean, this is kind of one that everybody really goes for every once in a while. Um, and, you know, they – it was just the right the right situation. All the momentum was on their side. The crowd was on their side. I mean, you knew everything rode on this play for LSU in their season and their playoff hopes. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but their playoff hopes ride on this too. Yep. Remember – They win this game, and and we'll get into some of the stats and stuff later. They won this game. They also are one win away next week from winning the SEC West.
0: Yeah, who is next week saying that after week one?
1: A win next week against a really reeling Arkansas team. Yeah, and LSU will find themselves in Atlanta in, in four weeks just under a month from today, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they will most definitely. I, I think they're going to win next week. I think they're going to beat a and I think I don't think there's any way they lose those games. It, there is. There are ways, but I don't think it's going to happen. And they also got to beat UAB. Keep in mind, if they do lose one of those games, they still own a tiebreaker over Alabama and Ole Miss. Yep assuming Alabama also wins next week, because I think Ole Miss only has one SEC loss right now.
0: Yeah, they do. It's, it's so, when their only one is to LSU.
1: Yeah, so LSU still holds a tiebreaker. It's going to come down to next week's game in Oxford to determine whether that tiebreaker is going to officially hold or not, and that comes down to LSU winning. So they do they cannot clinch unless Ole Miss loses next week. They clinch with a win and an Ole Miss loss next Saturday. Let's make that let's make that situation very clear. I know we're kind of talking a little bit in situations here,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but now let's get into this game. You said it. Who thought after week one this LSU team would be seven and two, four and one Not, uh, in the driver's seat of the SEC West
0: with a win over full Alabama? And pro- that's full
1: control over everything they have.
0: Yeah, it's it's just remarkable the turnaround immediately because. You know whether it's fair or not. A lot of people wrote off LSU after that. Well, and that I think they wrongfully
1: loss. wrote off LSU because Florida Absolutely. State has proven to be a really good football team. They are playing phenomenal yeah. football right now. I know they have three losses. I know they're not looking great per se, but they are playing really good brand of football. Yeah. And they showed it yesterday. I mean, they flat out dominated Miami. I don't know what the final score of that game ended up being, but it, it was, was like it was, it was, to was, three. I think it was thirty-one-three at halftime. I know that for a fact.
0: It was 45-3, uh, I'm so pretty sure. We'll that loss that
1: alone inside. bumps LSU up. Then a loss at home against a Tennessee team. Looks a little worse now because they did just get blown out by Georgia. But guess who gets to play Georgia in, the, in Atlanta in a couple weeks?
0: Potentially. As LSU. long as they
1: win out, it's LSU.
0: And Potentially Georgia as long as they yeah. take care of business against uh, Mississippi State right. and Kentucky. Yes. Or at least one of those two.
1: Yeah, I, I think they will easily. Um, yeah. LSU's Very full easy. control right now. I, I think they're going to make their way. It, with a win in Atlanta, they will be in the playoff. If they lose, I mean, good on you for getting there, Brian Kelly, because that, you're, this is your first year, and, and you did everything and more that you were supposed to do in year one. Yeah. You know, there, there was a time preseason where I had this team going 11-1. and one. I didn't believe it. I thought the talent was there, but I didn't believe it because I looked at it and I was like, it's Brian Kelly's first year. Year one's never go good. It's the same reason I cut down on Oklahoma preseason. Mm-hmm. And I was actually and, right t- and for And TCU. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I was right for this. Mm-hmm. Well, TCU was differently because I only dropped them one loss compared to down this eight and four and seven and five for the, the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, He's got this team – clicking he's got everybody bought in i mean you can tell the guys they've had problems with week one kashaun booty malik neighbors they're bought in and they're playing really good football right now as well malik neighbors had one of the best catches of the day yesterday in in this game jaden daniels is playing a high level game of football at quarterback i know he only had 182 passing yards had a very similar stat line to malik or to hinden hooker i keep saying malik hooker to hinden hooker Along with ninety five yards on the ground, that's where that's where they separated themselves.
0: I, I was with about three to three touchdowns
1: say. total, no turnovers. Mm-hmm.
2: Very it's, smart,
1: very efficient football. Yeah. I said it on Wednesday. And I'm hammering down now. Jaden Daniels is in the Heisman conversation. He should be. The game he I, just I had the top 10. He, is, he is in the conversation. He is not in the he's not in the New York like area.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's just outside now. No doubt yeah. in my mind, he's he's that five, six, seven spot. He's Without right question. there
2: on the cusp of that game being put him in there. the
1: New York so. The other thing, I didn't realize this, but Bryce Young was 25 of 51. I didn't realize that stat line. I was almost about to say that Bryce Young put himself up to number two after yesterday. Well I'm gonna halt myself. I'm gonna halt not, myself on that.
0: It's not even that he struggled though. They were able LSU's defense was phenomenal in getting pressure. Well, yes, he was I think he was two of eleven in the first half with an INT for like 28 yards when he was facing pressure in that first half. That's, that's not yep. a, an indictment of how bad he played because there were some amazing plays that he made. You're just mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh. Yes. And you like, you can't believe you're seeing it because you made the comment last night, Tyler, we were watching this game live in discord, by the way, if you want to join loudmouth discord, uh, we'll, throw in it in it. The, we'll throw yeah, it in. We'll throw it in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we were watching this game live in discord and and you made a comment that said, if, if if Johnny Manziel was smart, he'd be Bryce Young or something like that. Like the the talent yeah. that Bryce Young has, the the you know the. Um,
1: he what I what he, I said he's, he's was smart. he's everything we wanted Johnny Manziel to be. Yeah, yeah and that's it, a fair he is just a great football player. He's smart. Yeah. He's he knows when to move around. Yeah, he can get the plays off. He, that, just, that he does it in Pastor such Brooks. an unbelievable way that you, you almost don't really believe it's real. The only difference is, yeah, is this kid goes to Alabama, so we expect high level football play, not Texas A and M, who's three and six. Now that's not a dig because they were they were hammered with with different situations this week. Yeah. Shout out to the flu. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this Blue game. Bryce Young is going to be a really good quarterback if he sticks around. And if he does decide to go to the draft, I don't know what his career is going to look like. I can't say that I think it's favorable. But I can't say he's going to be bad either. I just – No. Uh, I, I could – To be told, I could see him kind of struggling in the NFL just because of his size, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But if Carolina wants to take a shot, go for it. Um, Jameer Gibbs is playing really good football. Uh, he, he, I think he is – Kind of taking over that number one running back spot. I know we saw some Jace McClellan yesterday, but I think he's kind of taken over that spot at mm-hmm. number one. Um, I mean, I mean, this was this was a good game from Alabama. They played really solid on the offensive side of the ball. It just it, they they're faltering on defense, and Will Anderson is, is nowhere to be found. We didn't even hear his name once last night. I don't think. He, he, he's not making plays that he was last year. And this is a guy we said should have won the Heisman last year. And I still stand by it because he was the best player in college football last year, mm-hmm. but he's nowhere near the best this year. And he is struggling tremendously. I'm sure he's getting a lot of attention, but that whole defense should be getting attention. Like this is a, this is a defense full of four or five star players yeah. who are not even, nobody is making plays. The, the one name I've heard all year long, is Kool-Aid McKinstry and he's played really solid. But I haven't heard anybody else, even of note, on this Alabama defense really making he had, plays.
0: He had two tackles and a sack, as well as a TFL. I think that the sack was the TFL. But yeah. you look at look at what I mean that that was in this game, in the mm-hmm. game against Tennessee. He had three total tackles, one uh, solo and half a half a tackle for loss. I mean, where, where where is he in these? Where big is games? this
1: game record that we saw last year? I mean, he's not even the best defensive player in the country anymore. No,
0: where, in my where opinion, was, where was and that's at least my stats. Was he, what was his Texas game totals? You know, where where yeah. is he going? I, in, I was going to say he big has, road
1: games.
2: Yeah, I was going to say he hasn't shown up in the big moments even.
1: No, yeah. I, I I haven't seen him once, and it, it's it's again, it's not a bad thing, but it, it's like. I, you know, everybody dogged Aiden Hutchinson's stats last year compared to Will Anderson's. Mm-hmm. But Aiden Hutchinson was getting the attention that Will Anderson is getting this year and doing those things. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the difference. David Ojabo mm-hmm. was getting the attention that Will Anderson was getting last year at points because he was wrecking games the same way Hutchinson was. And he was getting there. And he's got 16 total tackles solo on the season, which is 150th – actually, that's above 150th in the country – he has seven sacks, which is 17th in the country. So those are not bad numbers. But through nine games, I don't know what he had last year. I would, I would love to actually find that, that number. No forced fumbles, one total interception, which was a pick six. So, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's good. But he's not doing anything else. Last year, he had 101 total tackles. Uh, this year, he has 38 total tackles. It so was 16 solo, 22 assisted. Last year, it was 57 solo and 44 assisted. Sacks on the season was 17 and a half, and this year it is seven. One interception, which is more than he had last season. Uh, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries either season. I mean, where is, this, where is this best linebacker in the country? Where is this best defensive player that all these Alabama fans hyped up preseason? That all the Alabama, everybody, Alabama-related, was hyping this guy up. Everybody in the SEC was hyping this guy up. And now that he's getting the attention that everybody expects him to get, He is not making plays, and that's the bottom line. There are guys I have seen for years now getting that kind of attention. Yesterday, JT Toomalow got the attention, but he still made some plays. He was still there in that game. Tommy Eichenberg has been getting a lot of attention at Ohio State by, by opponents, and he is still making a lot of plays. He has put himself as that best linebacker in America. I mean, where, where is this? Where is this guy that we're looking at and looking for in Will Anderson?
0: Non-existent to this point.
1: I, I'm just saying. I, I'm not I'm not expecting him to have the 100 yeah. tackles that he had last year. I'm not saying yeah. that he needed to do that. What yeah. I am saying is to have only 38,
0: Nine through in.
1: a season, yeah. when you had 101 a year ago, where are these ball skills? Where is this? attention and where and where is this where is this this ball hawking play style that you had last season yeah why is mm-hmm. it dropped off so much why is the production is dropped? there an
0: injury that we don't know or it just it's, i don't think it's what it's you want uh, yeah it, i don't think so either that's what i'm just trying but to he,
1: again he's getting the attention and, and you know maybe people are people might be staying away from him a little more yeah but, I, but, uh, but guys who are top-notch players make plays Mm-hmm. We okay. saw wait the play last night, yeah. all over the field last night for LSU in that game. Ojalari was one is is one of the up and coming best players in the SEC on defense, no doubt in my mind. He would be on one of my All American teams, whether it be first or second team, he would be in one of those votes. Yeah, but we're not seeing Will Anderson. We're we're not seeing what we saw last year. We're not even seeing the glimpses of what we saw last year, and that's where it's getting frustrating because I want this guy to succeed. I want him to be that best linebacker in America because he, he he played so good last year. And it's like when we see a quarterback play really good one year, like they have a really, really good year. Uh, I mean, you can kind of go back to DJ Uyungle and his first you know couple games with Thompson, really, really good play. And now he's fallen off and he hasn't gotten back. That's kind of what we're seeing here. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke last year, really good. Nowhere to be found this year. He actually got benched this season. I just, that's kind of what we're seeing.
0: Yeah. Let me ask this question before we move on. You're going to see one of these stat lines here in a second. You'll know where I'm going with this. So I'm going to give you two scenarios, and I want you to tell me which one you're more impressed by. Over 400 total yards, six, or sorry, five touchdowns, one pick. When your team puts up 52 points. Or over 275 yards, three total touchdowns, no picks, when your team puts up 32 points. I know oh, they're not. They're not. that to me. Okay. Over 400 total yards, five touchdowns, when and a pick when your team puts up 52 points. Or over 275 total yards with three total touchdowns, no picks. When your team puts up 32 points, which is the more impressive performance? Do you think?
1: Easily the five touchdown game. I mean, one interception, but I mean those happen in big games. I think I think that the five touchdowns from Hendon Hooker is more impressive than the three total from Jaden Daniels. I know who mm-hmm. who these players are, so of course I want to throw the names there. That's fine. I, I but I do. That. But I do believe that, that Jaden Daniels was the more important player in this game yeah. Um, than Hinton Hooker was. I think that, you know, should H- Hooker have gotten hurt, I'm not saying that Joe Milton could have because I don't believe he could have, but, no. I mean, J- Jalen Hyatt was wide open a lot of the time in that game and, yeah. and made those plays um, and made them touchdowns. I mean, a lot of those were really long touchdown plays. Th- this game was one where Jaden Daniels led them all the way down the field, constantly. Um, I think. Again, I don't think the stat line is better, but I think the importance to the team is what's better. Yeah. What's more, more impressive to me, and and how he led this team because he showed leadership that I have not, uh, that I haven't seen from from a lot of different quarterbacks who have tr- just transferred into a, a a school like this. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a fair statement to make,
2: um, but yeah, the I I know that I personally would take Jaden Daniels over Hooker. Yes, Hooker's probably got the more arm talent. However, this this team is definitely bought in um, to Jaden Daniels at quarterback, and in, in a way, to where we see him as a leader. Be out of this world and he steps up and makes plays as well um i've i've seen him make as many big plays as as hooker has as well because like last night in overtime that that first down run to score the touchdown for lsu huge Mm -hmm. play by daniels And and a great play in general like first of all smart call second like he read the lanes really well. Like, kudos to him.
1: I'd take Daniels in a heartbeat over Hooker. Yeah. Just a last little thing to note on this game. We spent a lot of time on this game. Um, Which we followed ourselves. Brian Kelly, first win over Alabama. That includes his time at Notre Dame and and some of the embarrassing losses. The the. Well, the embarrassing loss in the national championship that he had against Alabama. I can't remember if he ever played Bama another time at Notre Dame. Was it? Was it one other time? Was it a regular season game?
0: Didn't they do a home and home?
1: Did they? I, can, I can't remember. I swear I thought
0: I they know. did.
1: Maybe they did early in his I'll time. To, I mean, it I'll definitely wasn't work. recent. But I, I don't believe so because every time Notre Dame's went to the playoff, they have played. Maybe they played Bama once in, in their, one of their playoff runs. I can't remember. The national championship game, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, yeah, I, I said that. I think they, they played one. But I think this avenges that national championship they, loss, by the way, because yeah. that one was embarrassing. And they they, they turned around. They, truth be told, they were the better team in this game. I mean, one final point to make. They were the better team in this game. They kind of dominated everything. They were up 14-9. They, they just You had a feeling that LSU was the better team on the field throughout the course of this mm-hmm. game. And, and they just could not gather the momentum to go take – Hold of it, and until the end, they uh, they did it there. So yeah, and, and Colin is, is finishing that saying. Yeah, it was a 2020 playoff.
0: I thought I uh, thought I remembered it being the yeah. Rose Bowl, which was actually in Arlington, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Which that whole thank you, Colin.
1: Speaking of Notre Dame, they're turning things around under Marcus Freeman. Man, this guy is this guy's finally getting his team bought in. He's finally finding a way to make this happen. Thirty-five, fourteen. This is exposed in Clemson. And this is my final, you know, FU to Clemson because I don't care to talk about them anymore. <laughs> you didn't deserve that number 4 spot and you just went out and proved it. You played like shit all game. DJ this deserved got the number 2 spot got,
0: as bad as he played.
1: DJ got benched twice in this game and brought back in twice in this game. Cade mm-hmm. Klubnick, I love the guy. I really do. I wish he had a better uh, I wish he went somewhere else. I'll be transferred. They, they just down the road. They you put know, him
0: in a bro. position in this game where he was they, no matter what. They just he did, put him in he, in a
1: losing succeed. Uh, they really did. And mm-hmm. now I'm not saying I'm not excusing the play because he could have went out and really captured that starting spot and he didn't. He threw two interceptions, one pick six. Yeah. I mean, it was it was not a good game. Will Shipley was, was did not play as well in this game as I said he would for, uh, earlier this week. Uh, it was disappointing to me. Ah, uh, Davis Allen did step up in this game. I, I made mention of him specifically in the preview show on Wednesday. Davis Allen was going to be a guy that they wanted to utilize. Nonetheless, Clemson's 14-game winning streak has snapped. Drew Pine and and this this Notre Dame offense was—I mean, I could say clicking. I don't—I don't know that I. Um, I don't know how much I believe of that, but I, I, they were playing really good football. Drew Pine was taking care of it. I know he didn't throw the ball much. He threw the ball 17 times in a game where, you know, you didn't need to. They were running the ball at Clemson and at Will, and Drew Pine was running the ball really well in this game. I, it's something I wasn't expecting to see as a kid who who really got thrown out there as more of a pocket passer type. Uh, Michael Mayer is just as dominant of a tight end as you'll ever see, and he, he got he got – covered a, a good amount in this game on some of these incompletions but yeah just like Colin said the wind it, the Midwest was was yeah it was really a blue. wind mm-hmm. and um, but, but this is this is a good note though I mean this is a top 10 win for Notre Dame this is a top 10 win for Marcus Freeman this is a a this is a job saving win for Marcus Freeman to be completely honest. This if they fall to five crazy. and four, he they're looking for somebody else, and he's probably going to stay on 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 staff. But they're looking for somebody else. Mm-hmm. He he, about, he, yeah. he proved that he could get it done. And you know, there's another coach I want to talk about later. That's a former player that that it took over the reins of a, of a program and and led them very and well.
0: Maybe should be getting that job too.
1: Well, I, we'll see. Well, we'll talk about it, but. This was a really solid game from Notre Dame. I'm, I'm really – it's not often I get a chance to, to commend them as a team. It's not often I want to, but I will here. I mean, they, they came out and played like they belonged in this game. They came out and played with a chip on their shoulder and got things going from the very beginning. They don't have the w- wins over the two best ACC schools in terms of conference standings.
0: They'd be first the in season. the ACC right now if they were in the conference. Yeah, they, I mean, Phillip they Bunsen, have. They got North Carolina. They got Syracuse.
1: Yeah. I um, mean, they've, they've played some of the best ACC schools yeah. on on standings this season, and, yeah. they've, and they've beat them and, and beat them handily in, in, I think, each of those games. I think the North Carolina game was the only one that was relatively close. So, I was going to say, I thought he, I
0: don't even crazy. think it was that close, honestly. 35
2: or 45-32 was the final score of the game. I was about to say, I, I, think, I
1: think they pulled away late. and It was relatively close, but they, they were kind of mm-hmm. in it from the beginning. This this is just a, a good, dominating, hard-fought win for Notre Dame. They deserved every bit of this game from the minute they kicked, the ball was kicked off.
0: They, they figured out the rushing attack. This is a Notre Dame team. I saw a stat during the game last night. They ran for 263 yards as a team. That's 5.6 a clip because they ran 47 times. As you see, they only threw 17, but 47 oh, rushes it, for 263. They're 5 and 0 when they run for as a team up for over 200 yards.
1: Yeah, and and you know they had to throw, they had to run the ball. Sorry, not throw the ball. They had to run the ball. The, the, wind, fact yeah. that, the fact that the fact Clemson was trying to throw the ball is is part of the reason they lost. I don't know why they didn't attempt to run the ball more. I mean, DJ didn't have a terrible stat line, but Klubnik had a bad stat line because, uh, I mean, it was just, just not favorable conditions for this. Um, while they had some success, it just wasn't enough. Notre Dame, a big win. Clemson, uh, say goodbye. I think I think playoff hopes are over for for the ACC right now. To be completely honest,
0: do you even think North Carolina has a shot? They, no, those two no, I
1: don't. I don't, because true, truth be told, I think the Big 12 champion, whoever it is, um, well, it needs to be TCU, but the Big 12 champion should have ETCU um, will we'll get in, even with one loss, or will be just on the outside looking in.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
1: that if Georgia wins the SEC East and wins the SEC as a whole, Georgia will get in, and that will open yeah. up the door for Tennessee to have that final spot. I think the winner of OSU Michigan is going to be in because I don't think they're losing to anybody in the West. The West is a dumpster fire as every year.
0: Yeah,
1: and then I think that I, I think we'll see a back twelve champ, especially if it's Oregon. Oregon Oregon deserves a shot to come back at it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I think I think the ACC is is the odd man out here.
0: Yeah, and and who would have thought that after w- when we were talking week one? You know, Oregon lost, Utah lost. And you know those were kind of the two teams that everybody was talking about. Besides maybe USC coming out of nowhere as a dark horse, you know, if, if there were people like me that said maybe UCLA if they can, you know, turn one of their losses that they, you know, uh, that were I know projecting I into, Utah. yeah, if if they could beat a Utah, or if they could beat a an Oregon or or a USC, mm-hmm. if they could, you know, get through the the slate with just one loss, maybe they could. Uh, but both USC, UCLA
1: can get to conference championship game and avenge a loss to oregon i think they'll
0: like, be in. They, they could yeah i think, the, I, think the, the, I think
1: the best chance right now is oregon i think oregon Oregon's needs to win out and get their best chance yeah but and you yeah, see i think the media likes usc enough to put them in there
2: yeah, yeah i was gonna say i'd say right now in ranking them as far as playoff hopes for the pac-12 i would say that number one is easily oregon Mm-hmm. Um, then probably UCLA, then USC, and then Utah is probably the
1: like. I, I disagree. If, if, really. if, if, it's if, most definitely. I disagree. It's definitely it's, Oregon at number one, but USC's got to be their number two. USC is is easily their – Outside uh, of the US, people, USC is the media's if, Darlington. Is, is sorry. USC is the darling of, of the conference.
2: Slightly different thing. Out, outside, well, outside, I was trying to talk they, and there
1: was too many things going yeah, on. So yeah, you're
2: good. So
0: they haven't played Notre Dame yet. That'll help the non conference strength the schedule out a little bit. But when you play Rice and Fresno, and, and granted Fresno we thought was going to be better, they had an
1: injury too. What do you Bainer? mean? The owls are a powerhouse.
0: They're 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 one went away from bull eligibility. Ooh, I will say that. Yeah, right.
1: You know who else is one went away from bowl eligibility?
0: UConn. You've and gone, that, that's helping he Michigan. Yeah,
1: then get all. But you
0: know, you know who's not one win away from bowl eligibility? That's hurting a team's strength of schedule. The fucking Colorado Buffs.
1: Okay, but call everybody's got that common opponent though. I'm pretty sure UCLA's played Colorado. I'm pretty sure USC. No, has I'm Colorado. I'm
0: talking talking about TCU.
1: Oh, oh, we, well, we I don't. We played them
0: in week one. In in That's a power.
1: It's a power five opponent.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I mean that, that's going to give you some only, credit, but okay, yeah. yeah. Well, hey man, I don't I don't make the rules. They'd be an FCS <laughs> if it were up to me. <laughs> Anyways, on to some more Big Ten action. Michigan State on the road, it gets a big time win over Illinois. They came out and, and kind of, I mean, really dominated this game. Chase Brown had a good good game on the ground, thirty three for one thirty six. Isaiah Williams played really good. A converted quarterback to receiver. We haven't talked much about Illinois. We haven't talked in droves about them, but this is a really good team. I'm still worried about playing them in, in our house later, but I'm a little less worried now. They got shut down, and we kind of got to see the uh, – the really the way the to blueprint. do it. yeah. Yeah. Way way to bounce back for Michigan State. Now, I know I talked a lot of shit earlier this week, but that was a really good way to bounce back. Good on them for doing so. Peyton Thorne came out and played a good game. Jalen Berger, 81 yards. I didn't quite hit 100, but it, it is what it is jaden reed was was just as good as you would expect him to be and and you know mel Mel tucker got these guys ready to go and and they came out and and took this one Uh, i was their fourth road win over ranked big Ten's opponents is that on the season or is that no
0: that's that's tucker's in his three seasons
1: okay (laughs) okay i was about to say I, i didn't think so um yeah i mean i mean good good on them they uh they needed one in the in the worst of ways, and and that's how they did it. So, um, good. For, like I said, good for them. I, I don't have much to say. Like I, I, I just a, hope
0: this was this was something that we talked about you and I earlier this week because mm-hmm. game had to get going when we got to this game. This was easily the best receiving core that Illinois' defense had faced all year, and you know it, it gave them some trouble. They they didn't do too bad of shutting it down you know thorn had a pretty good game 1929 as you see on your screen 182 yards and two touchdowns but they they were you know they were making plays they did it just enough like they needed to and give credit to the spartans defense for getting stops on fourth down especially you see they're yeah. one of six for illinois on on attempts on fourth down you know it's it's tough to win games when when you've when you're going for it that many times if, I don't know the context of where they were on the field, but if you turn, you know, three of those attempts into field goal attempts and maybe you you hit three of them, that's that's a win right there. That's 24-23. So well, I need to, you know, I wasn't able to fully watch this game when it was live. So I need to go back and and, and see in those contexts, like where the fourth down situations were, where they were going for it. See if this game would have been a little bit different.
2: Yeah. I watched I watched a decent amount of this game, not necessarily the most. And like you guys both said, credit to Michigan State. You could tell that they came out and they needed this game. Like they a hundred percent needed a game like this to bounce back after a bad loss and a bad look for your program as a whole, without going into too much detail as we already have. Um but credit to the Spartans for battling back. You can tell this game meant so much for them. Illinois just looked flat as a whole. They couldn't really, for the first time, we've seen Michigan State's defense step up this year. Like, I know that Chase Brown still had 136 yards, but it only felt like he was getting, like, two, maybe three yards to carry, which in college football, if you're going to run an offense like Burt tries to run, you, you can't have that. Like it really good job by Michigan state. Um, and Illinois definitely looked very, 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 very susceptible in a lot of ways.
0: One team that Bert always had trouble with, uh, or Bert Brett, sorry. I, I know Bert is kind of the the joking nickname. One team that Brett always had trouble with at uh, in Wisconsin seemed to be Michigan State back in the the days where Wisconsin and, and Michigan State the were battling. Yeah. The the big the Big Ten championship game, they had to have yeah. Russell Wilson with just an amazing throw across his body late in that game to to get the touchdown to win that one.
1: They, you know, like I said, they they came out and and played really solid. They, they, however, I will say they won this game while being outscored out, out gained, Uh, you know, this defense was good enough, but again, I think the one for six on fourth downs hurt a lot. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say, because I didn't get the chance to see the majority of these fourth downs, I think I think one of those when they were was when they were behind. Mm-hmm. But the one of six on fourth downs is um, they didn't want to kick the ball um, mm-hmm. because you really couldn't. Uh, the the mm-hmm. I mean, remember, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Champagne is is not very far from Chicago, and they yeah. they were getting the same win that, that they were getting in Evanston. So I don't blame them for not winning a kick, especially if they don't have that kind of full confidence that kicker is going to get it. It looks um, like
0: that wind is now in the East understand. Coast. Did you see that?
1: Yeah. It was yeah, back to
0: back. So. That one was in a dome, though. I don't understand what happened with the first one.
1: Yeah.
2: that when one it blows, was... it blows sometimes. I guess so. Well,
1: <laughs> the Jets kicker yeah. fell when he was kicking it. Yeah,
0: that might have just been on him. I um, thought that might have been the
1: wind. But yeah, no. So. This... Yeah, I mean, just. that They got out game, but they won a the game. That's all. Yeah. Another game that was affected by weather uh to an extent was this game between Ohio State and Northwestern. Uh 21-7 was the final score. Ohio State won, but they trailed for the majority of the first half after falling behind 7-0 to Northwestern on an Evan Hall touchdown run. Now, we're going to obviously get to the fact that this is um that this was not the best game for Ohio State. But let me start by crediting them uh cuz I don't like to do that very often but i'll do it here
0: <laughs> Having this is their 70th this is their the 70th straight terms. well i'm
1: trying to trying to turn over new leave i've actually complimented all three of them today so
0: that's right that's true
1: don't don't push me all right <laughs> but, <laughs> this is their 70th straight game of 20 plus points that breaks the ncaa record um so wow. congratulations to ohio state for doing that 70 straight games is not an easy feat i believe it no. uh Goes back to 2017, if I'm not mistaken. No, maybe even more than that. No, I'm trying to think.
0: It would have to be. It was the games. Game, it, was well, it not? No.
1: Or did no, they because that game was 55 to 24, I believe. I'm trying oh, to boy. think of the last time they didn't score 20. Oh, you know um, what it was? What was it? It was their it was their blowout loss to Clemson in the playoff.
0: Was it really?
1: Yeah. Oh. Twenty seventeen Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Never mind. Maybe it was after that. Um, uh, also, yeah, no it was
0: thirty one sixteen.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking twenty sixteen Clemson. So yeah, makes sense. Anyways, um, still a good a good record to have. I mean that that's cool uh, in its own in its own right. They've had some high powered offenses every year really since since then. Um, but let, let's let's think about this here for for a minute. Now, Mayan Williams, really good. I know he was playing her bum hand. I don't, I don't, it didn't look like it affected him that much. Um, Very nice. A really good game. I don't know how much the hand affected him, but he was 26 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Marvin Harrison, five carries 51 yards or five receptions for 51 yards. Uh, Mecca and had a touchdown run in this game as well, but CJ Stroud was impressive in some parts and the parts where he was impressive was the fact that he was willing to run the ball. He was willing to scramble, get out of the pocket. That's something that we have not seen him do all out this season. And, you know, we've heard, we've heard Colin kind of complain and droves about, about it, about how he doesn't get out of the pocket, how he's not mentally tough, but in this game, he had to be tough because this was not a game where you could throw the football. And truth be told, I'm I'm going to rephrase that. This was a game where CJ Stroud could have thrown for 150 yards. As a matter of fact, he probably could have thrown for... I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll throw it for 150. I'll leave it at 150. And here's why. The route concepts that Ohio State was using were not good for the conditions. The route concepts that Northwestern were using, you'll notice how... How Sullivan here, 10 of 14, 79 yards. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What were the routes that they were running? 10 yards or less. Out routes,
2: more drags,
1: curls, everything but deep routes. Yeah. Why? Because you can't throw the ball that way in 25-mile-an-hour winds. So I don't know why the constant idea was we have to try to get the ball downfield because they were moving the ball fine. They were actually killing their possessions in some cases – by trying to throw the ball down the field. I don't know why it was so, so in obvious to them to the, or or a rocket science situation where they didn't know that, you know, short, you know, short, easy throws are going to get you a lot of yards in this game because one for the majority of the first half, and even some in the second half, Ohio state was getting pushed around at the line of scrimmage. They were not running the ball. Well, they were getting stuffed in the backfield on stretch plays, even up the middle. Sometimes and then they were trying to throw the ball. Well, what was happening when they were throwing the ball? They were throwing it deep and not getting these plays. Northwestern, on the other hand, continued to use these short routes in conjunction with the run game, and it was working really well. They got some screen passes to Evan Hall involved. I mean, they did everything they needed to do. And truthfully, if Ohio State did everything they needed to do, they win this game 35-42-7. You know, like yeah. they they could have easily done that if they would have shortened the game a little bit. Don't don't always go for the home run ball. I know you're a home run offense, but you don't always need the home run ball. Yeah. And so, I mean, it it was just weird to me. And I said on both sides of the ball, Colin, not just one side. You got pushed around on both sides. Your offensive line got shoved back beyond, you know, just, you know, getting beat. But it is what it is. The point is, they won the game. A win is a win, especially in the conditions. I'll give it that but there were a lot more ways and a lot better game plan that could have went in this game to make Ohio state have not looked as shaky. Yeah. I mean, there could have been things that were done in this game that could have made Ohio state almost no questions. Uh, Like we knew they were going to win the game. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I think everybody knows that we knew they were going to win the game, but I think everybody expected, you know, a game plan change up. Like, Get the shorter routes involved. Get guys, make guys make plays in space. You have the athletes. Make them make the plays. Emeka Ibuka is one of the best athletes on the field any given day, and you could get him the ball, and he can make that those plays. You could get Marvin Harrison Jr. the ball, and he can make those plays. He's more of a, he, he is more of your typical receiver, but he can make you make you miss. I mean, I don't. I just don't love the fact that they weren't, you know, sh- again, shortening the game, make keeping it within the sticks, but then letting your athletes make the plays beyond that because you have the better athletes. You're the better team on paper. And again, you could have won 35-7 to instead of 21-7 and everybody questioning whether or not you're really that number two team. You could have answered. You could have ended those questions right here. Now, I'm not questioning it. I know they're the number two team. Like, I, I don't think this game is going to affect anything for me. However, there were a lot of questions being thrown around throughout the country on whether this team was was able to make things happen, whether they were taking into account the win. But I think it's more so the play calling and why they weren't adjusting their game plan.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, and, and it's uh, there's there's a legitimate argument and it'll settle itself out on the field between, you know, now it's going to be two Ohio State and three Michigan as opposed to two Ohio State and three Georgia. Um. So in my mind, you know, you look at it week by week basis. The you know, resume of Ohio State, it it gets another major check mark because of what Notre Dame went out and did in Clemson or against Clemson uh Saturday night. You know, that wasn't something that Ohio State was going to have when that game against Northwestern kicked uh concluded because you they that was a night game of course. Yeah. Now, you know, when you evaluate everything at the end of the week and look upon it, Ohio State that that win is looking better and better. And they still in my book, you know, there there's still that argument, but like I said, it'll play itself out. Right now it's slight edge to Ohio State at two yeah. over Michigan.
1: Yeah. You see here, um, North or Ohio State, Ted Straight over Northwestern, uh, thirty four of thirty five. That only lost to Northwestern coming back in two thousand four. Yep. Yeah. Um, for anybody who didn't know that already, and eight straight losses for the first time since nineteen ninety eight, if I'm not mistaken, was that was that not when Pat Fitzgerald was playing, or was um, it? Or was it after? I can't remember. Can't remember when he look. was playing there. Um, let's see here. He was. See. 93 to 96. So yeah, no, I was about was to say he was after he just missed him. him. But either way, still a long time since they've been been in this situation. They're off, but they've got a really good quarterback. And if they could they're a couple mistakes away from really being like three and five or three and six. Um yeah. Or maybe four and five.
0: The, the, the fumble I mean, and the
1: the, the the multiple fumbles from Evan Hall are yeah. the ones that come to mind. I mean, they, they had chances to win a handful of games. Um, mm-hmm. Southern Illinois, specifically, I think is one that they they would like to have back. But I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, they're they're not not good this year. But we we've said it before. We'll say I'll say it one more time. They're only a couple of years off. Well, they're only eight year off now at this point uh, from being. Yeah being at at the top there so that rounds out our slides but now if you don't mind we're going to do another part of this new format i'm going to run through every game from every conference so that everybody gets gets the ideas of the scores here Uh, at least the power five conferences we'll go through and then we'll go through any other notables uh duke beats boston college on friday 38 31 north carolina 31 virginia 28 uh unc continues their winning ways Georgia Tech, oh, Georgia Tech came back and got me the upset.
0: Yeah, I saw I that. I didn't lesson. know they
1: came back and won. Yeah, oh, you got to be kidding me. That's a pleasant surprise on a Sunday morning, I'll tell you what. Georgia Tech, 28. Virginia Tech, 27. Fuck you, Hokies. Um, <laughs> Pitt wins 19-9 to over Syracuse, uh, another loss. That's three straight for the Orange. Uh, Notre Dame, 35. Clemson, 14 uh, in South Bend. Louisville beats James Madison, 34-10. to Florida State wins big over Miami, forty-five to three. NC State beats Wake Forest, thirty to twenty-one. Those are your ACC scores. Georgia Tech, that's a pleasant surprise. But NC State, MJ Morris is is a really good quarterback, and
0: we're, we're finding out them,
1: them falling behind mm-hmm. at Virginia Tech last week might be the best thing that ever happened to them. Yeah. they got to open up the playbook with him. and in doing so. They opened up the play, found out what he's actually capable of, and they used it yesterday. And they and he played phenomenal. I mean, his yeah. numbers were were yeah. off the charts, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, when I was taking a look, I mean, they were they were eighteen to twenty eight, three touchdowns, no picks, forty three mm-hmm. yards on the ground with a seventeen yard run as a long. It was the longest run for the team as a whole. I mean, that's a that's a good quarterback. NC State has had a run of good quarterbacks. MJ Morris may just be that guy, and and, and going forward, they found out what they did last week because they they opened it up this week and let it happen. That absolutely. was the big conversation point here in this game, and in mm-hmm. this conference, I think was NC State because we already talked about Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, North Carolina, a little bit of a struggle defensively, but I mean, when haven't lost, we seen they, that? Yeah, they allowed though. 418 yards on the ground or, or 418 yards total, uh, 186 on the ground. Um. Uh, yeah, i still not liking this UNC defense, but I think their offense is enough to get them get them a couple wins uh, and maybe even one in Charlotte later. Yeah. On to the Big 12. TCU. Well, real quick,
0: real yeah, quick, I wanted to make sure Duke bowl eligible with that win on Friday yeah. night.
1: Duke's Six bowl and three bowl.
0: now on the season, yeah. and uh, that means that all four of the Power 5 teams from the state of North Carolina, bowl eligible in the same season for the first time ever. So congrats. that has got to be... Very pleasant times for you living in North Carolina.
1: Congratulations yeah, to back. It, it is it is cool. However, uh, App State is one went away from being bowl eligible, and that would mean that all five Division One teams in North Carolina are bowl eligible.
0: Don't they? Do they need to get to seven? Have they had two FCS games?
1: Oh, that's right. They do need to get to seven. Um, so, well, maybe, maybe. And I think they have a path to seven, if, if I'm not mistaken. They have Marshall, Old Dominion, and Georgia Southern left. Uh, I think they can get to seven. I hope they can. That'd be pretty embarrassing if they don't. Um anyways, on to the Big Twelve. TCU beats Texas Tech 34 24 uh in Fort Worth. That was a game that was in question in the first half a little bit, but TCU finally uh pulled away once uh Barron Morton got injured and Tyler Shuck came into the game.
0: Oh here we go again with the I'm not saying against I saying. no, I'm not I'm just <laughs> I know somebody already talked about it in the chat. And, oh, and- glory! Well, to Yeah, the- yeah.
1: Somebody did say it was a coincidence that every quarterback that they play gets hurt, but that's
0: not not to, not not to, um, not what's his face from uh, JT Daniels. He didn't get hurt. Well,
1: JT Daniels didn't get hurt. You're right. Yeah. Anyways, Baylor beats Oklahoma on ESPN Plus, uh, thirty eight to thirty five. They a wanted to show game, they want to show
0: want- that on ESPN Plus, or they want to show a different game on ESPN instead of that game.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Kansas <laughs> upsets Oklahoma State 37 16 at in Bullying. Lawrence. They're bowling algebra, for the first yeah. time since 08.
0: No nope. Iowa State Sanders Kansas. in that
1: game. Yeah, no Spencer Sanders. Um, so part of the problem there, but they. they a win's a win. that one. Yeah. Iowa yeah, State it. 31, West Virginia 14. Um, Iowa State gets their first conference win of the season. Texas. Beats K-State 34-27. They survived a late charge from K-State, a late drive that they forced a turnover on. Mm -hmm. Uh, A good win for Texas. Sets up game day in Austin next week for Texas and TCU.
0: I am mortified. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be be a long week for my liver.
1: (laughs) On on to the Big Ten. Michigan beats Rutgers 52-17 after trailing 17-14 at halftime. Come out in the second half, dominating three interceptions in the third quarter along with, I believe, I believe twenty points. Um, I could be wrong there. Maybe t- maybe uh, maybe twenty-one. I can't remember. Um, Ohio State twenty-one, Northwestern seven. Of course, we talked about that game. Minnesota twenty, Nebraska thirteen. Nebraska got out to a ten-nothing lead at halftime, and Minnesota came back and won this one. Iowa just shuts down Purdue twenty-four to three. This affording for your lock of the week there, BJ, but even Even worse for you wisconsin 23 maryland 10 your upside of the week flops as well
0: i'm never talking big ten again for my life
1: penn state turns around and throttles indiana 45 to 14 and of course we talked about michigan state beating illinois 23 to 15. on to the Pac 12 washington beat oregon state on friday night 24 21 crushing cams upset dreams usc with so a 41-35 crazy. win last night after dark um, against Cal.
0: Col- Colin's got a great point. It, it's it. Who? How was I supposed to know the win was going to be gusting like a freaking tornado for both uh, those teams when I picked them earlier in the week?
1: All, all excuses. Uh, got to learn to run the football. And Oregon 49, Colorado 10. Oregon, again, they are now up to eight straight games scoring 40-plus points. Washington State beats Stanford fifty-two to fourteen, just absolutely dominance, uh, absolute dominance from uh, the Cougars in that one. Mm-hmm. Utah beats Arizona forty-five to twenty. UCLA beats Arizona State fifty to thirty-six. Not really helping their playoff hopes there, but a win's a win. Mm-hmm. The SEC games of Saturday: Kentucky twenty-one, Missouri seventeen. Kentucky. Uh, bounces back and they get georgia next week
0: no uh no, they don't it's after a bye i think or oh, okay they, it's because georgia's in starkville and then they get
1: that's it. right oh they get vandy next week my bad
0: they get a bye <laughs>
1: no. we, a week ahead a week ahead florida 41 texas m 24 of course am hit by a it's big florida. flu bug when a bunch of players out i think they had 10 total players out in I this game, seventeen or something like. Oh, uh, was it more than that? I, I only. Saw, I was gonna say I, I only saw 10, ten on a graphic that I saw on, during the game, but I think that might have been for the flu uh, alone. So I don't
0: yeah. know. It Either was, way, Florida, Florida, Florida came out in, sure. Yeah.
1: Texas A&M actually hung around in this game. Haynes King played really well. Um, obviously, Connor Wegman was one of those players that was out. Mm-hmm. Just not the uh, didn't get a Michael Jordan flu game from A and M. No, totally. Georgia 27, Tennessee 13, Liberty 21, Arkansas 19.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: <laughs> the hogs, you let me down. You're you're letting us all down here. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, maybe not the ones who bet on Liberty. Also, credit Why? to Liberty for
2: coming mm-hmm. out cuz they dominated.
1: And and you know out. they're they're ranked of course at number 23 in the uh is
2: it
1: AP. in the ATP pool. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and they but now be in the
0: playoff. Yeah. Well,
1: now they should they're definitely going to be in the playoff hole and, and what comes to question now is it, are Liberty's wins more impressive than Tulane's? Because Tulane is the team right now in the driver's seat for the New Year 6 out of the group of 5. Of course, that could change next mm-hmm. week. We'll talk about them a little bit more. Of course, I'm we talked sure. about LSU 32, Alabama 31 that game in overtime, another overtime game with a, between an Alabama team and another SEC West school, Mississippi State, thirty nine Auburn, thirty three. But the way Cadillac Williams led them back, they were down twenty four to three in this game, and Cadillac Williams got these guys motivated. They turned around and and come back in this game, got back into it. What a what a what a true showing of leadership. And if he's not the head coach, that's fine. But he is going to be really good when he gets fully ready to be that guy. Can't wait to see what he does as a coach because yeah. he's only been on the staff I think for a couple of years now. But he is—he's making the most of what he what he knows as a player, and again from what he's seen. So, what I saw yesterday was phenomenal. Somebody's going to be lucky when they do get him as a head coach. Not sure if he's ready yet, but I I wouldn't be mad if Auburn took a shot with him. I really wouldn't. And so maybe that's maybe that's what this is—is is their their trial, just the same as Jim Leonard is for Wisconsin. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: last year it was Mississippi State coming back from twenty-eight-three down to win. This year they were up twenty-four to three. Auburn came back, nearly one, but Mississippi State mm-hmm. pulls it out. Yep. They get, they had to kick that game-time field goal three times because Cadillac Williams yep. tried to ice the kicker twice, and he made them all three times, but only one of them counted.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so Collin says a G5 conference champion. So Okay. okay
0: so South Carolina,
1: 38, Vanderbilt, 27. Uh, a solid 30, bounce back, but you could 30, be 7-2, and, and if Marcus Satterfield wasn't an idiot, maybe he would be, so... Anyways, I mean, that's kid. like
0: what 14 straight wins for South Carolina over Vanderbilt.
1: I think so. It's Having a big, lost a like big 2008. number. Now, we are going to bring up a couple games here uh, Tulane 27, Tulsa 13, UCF 35, Memphis 28. Those two teams play this weekend. I was hoping for game day in, in New Orleans for this one, I, that I but, but we are no, getting honestly, New Orleans, or, but we are getting game day in Austin. That's fine. Uh, Cincinnati twenty to ten, and we have to talk about this game because it might as well have played basketball. Uh, I don't think they, I don't think the two teams would score the same points in basketball they scored in this game.
2: No.
1: SMU seventy seven, no. Houston sixty three. That breaks the NCAA record for points scored in a regulation football game. Um, it was fifty six to thirty five at halftime. SMU was up, and they ended up scoring twenty one more. Uh, yeah, what a Mordecai had seven
0: passing touchdowns in the first half. That ties yeah. an FBS record.
1: Yep, he broke his own school record that he had total. last year. Yeah, ten total in the game. Um, nine through the air and one on the ground. Mordecai, it's, it's
0: phenomenal because he had eight against a FCS school, Abilene Christian, last year in their season opener, and he did yep. it against an FBS opponent. Yeah, this time.
1: Now, gonna talk about these games because they're they're. There's only one that's really important. It's for the conference USA, UTSA 44, UAB 38. That game was went to double overtime. That game only matters Phenomenal. because of the championship race in the conference. Um, mm-hmm. So I yeah. don't, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Air the Force wins the
0: Commander in Chief's yeah. Trophy 13-7. I,
1: yeah, Sorry. 13-7. Air Force. I was getting there. Um, Sorry, they do have the Commander in Chief's Trophy. I want to talk about it as, as a Commander in Chief's Trophy is one that's important to me. But yeah, that, that's a big one.
0: First time since 2016 that Air Force has it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. BYU beats Boise State 31 28 and UConn one win away from bowl eligibility. The MAC action on Tuesday and Wednesday, there were only four games total, but man, what some good games as well. They were were pretty pretty decent. Never disappoints. Um, The only game in the Mountain West I'm going to talk about is San Diego State. Beating UNLV as Atlas Collins' upset of the week, um, that flopped. Coastal Carolina beat App State 35 28 on Thursday night. I told you guys Coastal was going to win at home. Mm-hmm. They were ready for la- after last year. They got one back. South Alabama beats Georgia Southern, and it's looking like those two teams, uh, South Alabama and Coastal Carolina are going to be the teams playing for the Sun Belt Championship. Unsure of which stadium, but it's looking like it might be in Brooks Stadium this season as mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina would hold the, uh, Due to the record, yeah, overall, but that's all the con- the other games we were going to talk about.
0: South Alabama making that, uh, you know, UCLA resume a little bit better because that's only yeah. that's one of their two losses. Yeah,
1: South Alabama seven and two right now, and they're, they nearly won that game. The they should have yeah.
2: probably yeah.
1: could have, could have, could have would have should have, but didn't. that West division
2: is actually pretty tight. I just looked it up because I was curious. Mm-hmm. Troy is also 7-2. They're 5-1 in the oh, conference. I think Troy
0: beat South Alabama. Yeah, not
2: mistaken, so, so right now yep. right now, Troy owns tiebreaker.
1: Okay, well, at least I'm right about one thing there, and that is the fact that Coastal Carolina still owns the home field advantage of yes. that championship game. As
0: long as they continue As long to As long as they win out.
1: They need to have the better record, and then yeah. uh, if it goes beyond that, it's better conference record, I, I believe, because uh, none of those mm-hmm. can be ranked. Now, since we were talking about those, the pleasant surprise of the morning, I hit both uh, UCLA minus ten and a half and Georgia Tech plus three over Virginia Tech. Uh, Colin uh, gets the lock with Georgia State falling no. by way more than two. No.
0: So if he if Southern Miss was favored, Georgia State won that game.
1: Did
2: they? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have- Forty two to ten or something like that.
1: I saw it totally. Forty-two,
2: fourteen. Georgia State wins over. Yeah. Wow. Southern I saw East. that game
1: totally differently. So Colin did not get either of his either. So I'm Saturday the only one that got anything this week. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I got some editing to do in those, <laughs> in that, that 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 category. What the hell, man? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, there's there's weather forecasts, and then there's the eighty mile per hour wind gusts. Nobody could forecast what? that crap.
1: Where? Talk, talk, talk <laughs> about
0: the. The, the the my lock and upset of the week. Oh, um,
1: I was like, what are you talking about in the Midwest? Yeah, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I thought Southern Miss hit, but yeah, no, that's that's a negative ghostwriter.
0: <laughs> I hate oh. Southern Miss. I have Breffard. <laughs> you must yeah, be poor is, uh, if you have those did, thoughts did, did you ask for uh, welfare in Mississippi okay I'm, I'm done I'm sorry I'm that's sorry. enough <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: that is more than enough hey the football team's team is doing yeah. pretty good that money must have helped anyways um, <laughs> so um, anyways before we get too far into that bag of worms that's, that's a Tuesday conversation if anybody wants to hear about that one um well, it's time for, well, your, your favorite, maybe least favorite, best and worst of the week, and we're going to go ahead and get this underway with the best of the week, and my best of the week has got to be, I don't know, actually, because um, my player of the week and my best of the week are not going to be the same thing. Um, so I'm just going with NC State. I mean, they're seven and two. They're still hanging around right now. And obviously they're not going to the ACC championship game, I don't believe. Because again, that Clemson loss was was out of conference. So I'll give it to NC State. MJ Morris is playing really good and, and they just they, they took the loss of, of Devin Leary. They they almost got beat by Virginia Tech. They come back and they win and, and they're just they're playing really good football. And that the fact that they got down twenty one to three to Virginia Tech is the best thing that ever happened to them, and it's weird to be saying that. But it is. They opened it up. They let this kid air it out. He's playing really good football. I got I gotta say NC State is still good even without Devin Leary. And that's the part that is uh that is really cool to me.
0: My best of the week is Notre Dame looking like the uh, one of the top four teams in the country. They just were flat out dominant in their win over Clemson. Did everything they wanted to do, running the ball in that upset victory, running for over two hundred yards, and and just phenomenal scheme there from from uh, Freeman and his staff putting together that that victory. I mean, you you talk about just punching, uh, you know, one of the best five or so teams in the country, definitely a top 10 team, regardless of whether, where they had, you know, ranked Uh, Notre Dame, phenomenal game plan and execution blocked a punt that actually broke a tie. They were tied with South Carolina for the most blocked punts uh, by a team so far the season.
2: Shout out to Beamer Bull.
0: Yeah. And they returned that for a touchdown that really set the tone early in that game. And, and they just, you know, their defense was was superb. They made Clemson just really look bad offensively. And so credit to Notre Dame for looking like the, the higher-ranked team and, and just dominating.
2: Yeah, um, for my best of the week, I'm going to cheat a little and not just focus on one game. I'm going to say that whole primetime slate. <laughs> that, that You can't
0: have Notre Dame-Clemson. I just took it.
2: I, I know but that between that game Alabama LSU Boise State BYU was a good game as well, like there, there really was not a bad game in that primetime slate. Um, like I like kudos to the network for getting that that hundred percent correct, because that was very
1: enjoyable. Worst of the week, I'm going to go with top six teams on the road this weekend because, man, they struggled. Every one of them had some struggles at one point or another, whether it be Tennessee Tennessee. getting the doors blown off of them by Georgia. Um, Ohio State struggling at Northwestern. I know the weather. I don't want to hear the excuse of the weather, but they they struggled. Nonetheless, it was a struggle win. Mm -hmm. Michigan struggling mightily in the first half, but then getting it back on track against Rutgers, still a struggle. Don't care. Um, and then Alabama on the road against LSU and Clemson straight up losing. yeah, and Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. Clemson as well. Five, all five, the five teams in the top six that went on the road lost or sorry, struggled. Three Mm -hmm. of those teams lost two of them got wins, pulled it away. Never in question late, but man, it was a, it was a tough week to go on the road if you were in the top six.
0: Yeah, worst of the week for me. I uh, I think y'all kind of expected this, but the lack of defense in Dallas a Dallas Houston shootout, quite literally, with 140 combined points. I, I I'm impressed. I I always have been a fan of, of offenses in the you know in the, the game. I I've never you know minded when when both teams are able to put up points, but 77 63. Forty nine, thirty five at halftime, and and to 56, be fair,
2: 35. hasn't Day, Dana oh, yeah, you're right. it was 56, been involved 35. in games like this before?
0: It feels like it, yeah. It's just what Dana's mo, I guess. Great
2: defensive coach, by the way. And, and
0: you you look at the where we get, before the first half. Here's here's how it looks when you look at the drive summary: touchdown, 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 interception, touchdown. Interception, touchdown, 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 missed field goal. That's 12, 12 touchdowns
2: in the first half. I know Tanner Mordecai ended the game with nine. I I'll say, there were 20
1: yeah. total, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me piggyback off of that real quick. I have a second worst of the week, and I hope it's not yours, Cam. I'm going to be upset if that is the case. I want to feel bad. Oh, God. What the hell was SMU wearing? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Those uniforms, those uniforms were terrible. And you know, I like I'm glad they didn't go with red because then it would have just looked like Houston's ripoffs. But the blue isn't even the blue they wear. I don't understand the blackout uniforms for a team that never wears blackout. And when they have so many cooler designs than going for a blackout as well, not every team needs a blackout jersey. They don't, they don't always work. Do something else. Don't stop wearing black, just stick to your normal stuff. Your normal colors are nice, they're cool. They're good. Leave the black out to to teams with a better color palette than, than with you, a better. I, I will
2: say this: if they would have gone with the red pony, that would have been that would have really popped off. But instead, they went yeah. with that stupid Dallas D logo.
0: Oh, hey, 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 okay, okay. No, that's one of my favorite no, logos. It no, just doesn't no, look yeah, good on No, the I'm saying
2: in this case it's I, I, a dumb choice.
0: I actually didn't mind the the blackout unis. I thought they were a needed change of pace. You know, yeah, like, good, why yeah.
1: I Does Penn I, State I, need a change of pace? Does Penn State need a change of theirs? No. SMU doesn't
2: have that kind of history uniform mm-hmm. wise though.
1: hmm If I see blue and red with a red Mustang logo on it. That, I know it's SMU. Yeah, but that Mustang logo on black would really pop. I'm just saying. And, well, again, and but then if they would have wore blackouts with red, they would have looked like Houston.
0: I'm um, trying to find a picture. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm trying to see. No, I'm they're right. not
1: Penn State. That's not the point. They don't saying, choose Houston in your my blackout mind, game. In my mind, yeah. SMU has, and for me, SMU's look. Is, is, is a classic one to me. I, I don't understand why they, they would change it up. Everybody knows SMU's look, or at least they should, whether they saw them from the 30 for 30 special or whether they, they, they live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. You know what SMU's look is. It's white helmets, red Mustang, light blue jerseys, and white pants. I like that look. I don't see an issue with that look. And if you want to change it up, run a red jersey. You don't need this fancy shit. I don't understand the point. Like, I am so glad I'm a Michigan fan. We we have not changed anything but our pants. And one time we wore Mace jerseys, and they they and we haven't worn them since. Like we don't like we don't need the fancy stuff. Penn State, I like Penn State for the simple fact because their uniforms are simple. You don't change them. Wisconsin is the same way. You don't have to change a jersey that looks good just because you want to be the ones that have these these cool jerseys. You don't need to be the organ of of, well. of of Texas. Yeah. UCLA even like you don't need to be the organ of Texas you just, yeah, you TCU just wear your already
2: exists far better
1: yeah game. yeah but again TCU like theirs makes sense to an, to a degree I mean yeah no like I'm just saying I, like, I just,
2: TCU is far more easy the only the only
1: alternate Michigan. I want to see Michigan wear that we have not worn yet maize jerseys blue pants make it happen make the inverse <laughs> Make make the <laughs> invert happen just once. I want to see it on the field once, and once I see it on the field once, I may never ask for it again. But I want to see it once. Says so we not maze things. on maze. Well, we've done that. We've done the that once. out. I've seen it once. Um. Then we whipped Florida's ass when we wore it, so maybe we need to wear them more. Hold uh, on,
2: hold on.
0: So before before you go, uh, move on. Let me see if I can get this showing. I wanted to show the Zunis unis real quick. So okay. Can you see it?
1: Okay, those at, those let, let me rephrase myself then. Those are not as bad as they looked in whatever picture I saw them in.
2: Don't use that Dallas logo then. Like I, you know, I don't
1: mind the Dallas no, I, logo. Like the, I like that. You know it. what? Let like me rephrase myself. Let me take that back. Let me let me take this back. These are not on the worst of the week. These are actually nice. Yeah. The blue is actually their blue. It just doesn't look that way because the dark background, like the dark yeah. the black around it. You know what? I'm an idiot. I re- I take back what I said.
2: I still think it would have been better
1: with the red. Idiot of the week, this guy right here.
2: <laughs> I, I still think it would have been better with the red pony logo. That so, don't make Houston your blackout game. Anyways, moving on. What's your worst um, of the week? I'm going to say adjusting playbooks because we've see- we saw this week multiple teams not just adjust their playbook to weather at all. Because, yes, yes, we get it. You have an explosive offense, Ohio State. You easily could have adjusted it the same way that Northwestern adjusted their playbook. Maryland. Sorry, BJ. Um, Purdue. I just Purdue. Like, just yes, go, explosive Go play that offense.
0: game at home, and then you can travel back next year. It, One freaking I mean, week.
1: Well, no, I mean, even then, like, we had seen McCoby at Purdue running the ball really well the past yeah. few weeks, but they just yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. it it's it's and When like, those types I, of games happen and you play a more physical team, which is what Purdue I, did, they played a more physical team. I don't care how bad Iowa is. I was going to say, they're more physical.
2: defense is
1: really yeah. damn good. I don't, I don't care how how uncertain Wisconsin is right now. They are more physical than Maryland. In a sense, and and they showed it in this game. They had to be, you know. I know Maryland hung with us, but that's because they were able to play their game. They weren't able to play their game in this one because it was it was too windy. You and can got, also look. You,
0: you can also look at West Virginia. They weren't able to do what they do. They mm-hmm. don't have a running attack. They were playing in Iowa State, probably yeah. the same. Well, time. they don't because they don't
1: put Donaldson in the backfield. That's their true. Very true.
0: Very true. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways,
2: but, but either way. Lousy coaching adjustments once yeah. again, um, as we've been saying all year. We've seen it time and time again.
1: Um, Even if you do look at stats, Iowa's yeah. defense is top five. Iowa has a top five scoring defense in the country.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I. So yeah, Iowa is is. Iowa has well, an elite scoring. defense on like, defense, but they're just yeah. they're just not figuring it out offensively, and that's because you know ineptitude.
0: Yeah. And, 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 ne- and nepotism 14. too.
1: Player of the week is 100%, without a doubt, 10 touchdowns, one on the ground, nine through the air. It's got to be Tanner Mordecai.
0: Yeah. Yes, indeed.
2: Uh, I'm going to actually say something else. Losing effort, but... Credit to Jack Plummer and Cal for hanging in that game. Um,
1: just as everyone really has good. against USC.
2: I mean, fair,
1: but no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not shitting yeah. on you, Jack. Yeah. And also, speaking of fire uniforms, Cal's uniforms last night. I love when them. Cal wears yeah. those alternates, it just yeah. man, get all bricked up, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 gotta say. Hard as a rock, eh? Um, yeah.
2: But four hundred and six yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception when he's struggled at times throwing the ball around the yard. Like credit to Cal for doing that. I mean, granted, USC secondary looks like garbage, but
0: it's very easy for me to go with a guy like Jaden Daniels to see seeing what he did in that win over Alabama you go off the beaten path. I saw this kid. And I don't know if kid's the right word. He's a senior. Uh, I saw this kid in person last week. Phenomenal performance. Phenomenal athlete. Can't stand his team. But I got to give credit where credit's due. Lindsey Scott Jr. of the University of Incarnate Word. 15 of 20, 319 yards, seven touchdowns in the first half alone. He didn't play in the entirety of the second half because UIW just – Throttled Houston Christian in the FCS ranks. They were leading at halftime, seventy final, to six.
2: Yeah, what was the final score? End up being
0: seventy-three to twenty.
2: God damn! Why do you have they, to call off the dogs?
0: Well, because they have no reason to kill those Huskies.
2: Uh, they
1: do drop a hundred.
0: I don't
2: see why not.
1: You're they, at seventy had, after a half. They
0: they they, they had three defensive Hang touchdowns it. in that first half.
1: Hang it. So, <laughs> you gotta see it once hang them What well, you well, do hang 100 <laughs> hang 100 my you're plan. not actually oh, my. hang the huskies yeah let me uh yeah. let me make sure i you not I, I hang the it. huskies
2: but drop a 100
1: but uh this was actually this was quick i like it pretty no. good
2: mm-hmm. a quick follow us minutes.
1: like subscribe if you're watching follow us on tiktok all of us on tiktok you can see those names there you can read them uh, if you can't you your listening on Spotify, I will read them to you. Icely LSN for me. Cam Loudmouth 88 for the one and only Cam. I'll let BJ read your own.
0: Yeah, sure. It's Loudmouth BJ.
1: Say it louder. One more Loud time.
0: Loudmouth
1: BJ.
2: Say it louder for the kids in the back. Uh, we're, good. we're good. Say it now, like you, say you mean it.
1: Mean it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say it with your chest. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> now... Um, this is actually good. I'm glad, I'm glad we we sw- switched this up a little bit. I think it worked a little better. I think so, too. On to week 11, we've got a lot of big things coming next week. We have uh, how does Tennessee bounce back, of course, LSU trying to clinch the division uh, potentially with some things going their way. We have Clemson bouncing back against Louisville, Alabama in Oxford against Ole Miss. UCF Tulane is going to be a big one. Uh, we also have TCU, Texas, and Wake Forest, North Carolina. That'll be interesting to see two bad defenses against two good offenses. Um, yeah, so we got some got some good games to talk about next week. Thank you everybody for watching. Uh, everybody who tuned in, comments, well, let us know your thoughts. Follow us on Twitter, Lamoil Sports Network on Twitter, Lamoil Sports Network on Instagram, and on Facebook as well. We're there about every week. We need to be a little more active on 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 those and ways, but we'll be we'll be working on that and finding ways to do so. livemouth NHL later tonight on Tuesday. You will see both Lamath CFB rankings reveal. Um, our rankings will come out about ten minutes before the actual rankings come out. Uh, maybe longer, depending on how long they want to take. It'll be in between basketball games, so I think it'll be pretty quick this week. And then. Yeah. Wednesday will be our preview show. Catch Colin's show tomorrow. I'm pretty sure, um, and then back to it in another week. So
2: tomorrow as well. Yeah, With lots so, to cover in there. Lots going on.
1: Yeah. So thanks everybody Race for tuning in, and, and we will uh, we'll be back on Wednesday.